1: This streamlined process will save you the time, money, and energy needed to concentrate on marketing and other creative content strategies before your item is in stock and ready for sale. Visit simoglobal.com to learn more because a picture should be worth 1,000 keywords. You're listening to the Awesomers Podcast.
0: It's happening right now. You are listening to episode number 85 of the awesomers.com podcast series. And the secret is out. Just pop on over to osmerscom 85 and you'll be able to find all of today's show notes and relevant details. Now, again, Andy Arno, not Arno, Arnot. We already covered this uh, Canadian ground. Uh, Andy joins us again for three, part three of our three-part series, where we've talked about uh, his origin story and some of the evolutions that he's gone through in his very uh, interesting career and kind of where he's landed at today. And I think, you know, it's a really interesting thing to, to be able to operate more than one company at a time and to be able to continue growing and responding to the marketplace uh, at large. And so that's definitely what he's doing with his ongoing efforts to help entrepreneurs. Okay, without further ado, let's jump into today's episode right now. Okay, we're back again, everybody. Steve Simonson, uh, joined today by Andy Arnott. And we're talking a little bit about the kind of Andy's journey and some of the, the defining moments he's been through. But I, I wonder, Andy, I teased this before the break. Was there a big lesson that you've learned on your journey so far that that gosh you wish you had learned it earlier, or, or you feel really compelled to share it today with other folks maybe who haven't faced what you've faced? Yeah, that's I mean
2: that's one of one of one of the biggest things is uh, you know always to 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 ne- never stop learning. I mean even though now I kind of consider myself a quote unquote Amazon expert. I hate saying that, but you know I, I feel like I'm fairly. Um, well-versed in in the ways of Amazon. Um, if, if my competitors or if just, you know, anybody's putting out something on Amazon, I'm always watching it. I'm always kind of keeping in tune with it. That's kind of the other reason why people are like, Oh, everybody else who does software has quit their Amazon business. You know, why are you still doing that? And my answer to that is it's the, the old dog fooding, uh, methodology or, or mentality. I want to know the pulse of, I want to know the frustrations of sellers. I want to know, uh, that's kind of one of the reasons why I, be, I built my tool is it was, it was out of frustration with what was available and why I was like, well, nobody's got this. Why isn't anybody doing this? It makes no sense. Um, so, you know, it kind of got built out of need, uh, not to mention out of software background. So that was kind of helpful as well. But, um, yeah, so it, it's, it's, uh, always learning. Um, you know, never, don't ever listen to the voice in your head that says you can't do something. That's total BS. Um, and uh, and not only that, but uh, just be aware of your strength and, and strengths and weaknesses. Um, and then when you have a weakness, uh, you know, instead of being like, "Oh, I'm I'm terrible at executing, so I can't do this," go, "I'm terrible at executing. What can I do to uh, supplement that weakness? So what what can I do to change that weakness, and maybe even make it a positive? Um, you know, so those are kind of the." You know, I wish I, I knew uh, when I was in my 20s, uh, some of the other things would probably be just, um, well, I guess, <laughs> yes and no, is to to pick a focus and stick with it. Um, you know, especially, uh, it seems like the, I've heard a lot that the millennial generation is always, you know, uh, bouncing around too much, can never stay focused. You know, I don't know if that's true or not. I'm a Gen Xer, so I'm pretty close to those the, the millennials. So I don't I don't want to you know I'm I'm on the fringes. So I don't want to I don't want to yeah, be. I was excited. gonna
0: say we may have to check IDs over here because uh, yeah. I would have uh, I would have definitely said you're right that maybe at the very uh, no I,
2: I'm an Xer I looked it up I had to make sure you okay know, good you know, all right fair enough we'll prepare
0: we'll, um, uh,
2: paperwork later <laughs> yeah I'm just on the fringe but uh but but uh, yeah is is to just stay focused and uh, last but not least just make sure that you're passionate about what you're doing. Because uh, if you're not then you're not going to be happy with what you're doing, and it's going to kind of show in in the output you know whatever you're doing if you're not stoked about it, then don't do it I mean, it's kind of like a lot of the people who you know i don't want to turn people away from amazon uh but like if if somebody's not passionate about uh you know selling things on amazon it's probably not going to be a good thing for you. The other kind of funny thing that you know people are always asking this is probably the the question I get the most is you know what should I source what should i what products should I sell on amazon i go well, what my thing is like, well, I looked on Jungle Scout or Viral Launch or whatever, and I found this great product, and I'm like, okay, great, but a hundred other people just found that same product, and in six months, you're going to be up to your nose in competition. So my thing is always, what are you passionate about? Are you, you know, are you a, are you into baseball? If you're into baseball, then you make up your own brand of baseball. You know, I always like using Under Armour as an example. Nobody knew Under Armour it was a, the story of Under Armour is awesome. If you haven't heard of it, it was like this. I, I can't remember the exact story, but it's just a guy who, who paid some baseball player, you know, a, a big chunk of money. He had one T-shirt. He said, hey, wear this to, in your warm-ups at your next game or something. I can't remember the exact story, but then, you know, look at Under Armour now. It's just one of those things, and, um, you know, with Amazon, it's kind of an equalizer now, too. Anybody can become a giant brand.
0: Um, yeah, that's you know. really – I think it is – it should be always a tempered thing. Like, if, if people are like, hey, I need to get rich, what's the quickest way I can do that? this is not for you, but if somebody says, Hey, I, you know, I'm creative and I, I, you know, I want to earn my way towards freedom or, you know, whatever your other goals are, Amazon can be still a very, very um, important method. And I think having your own e-commerce and selling other channels can be important as well. Building a brand, that's actually what creates equity, right? That just selling another, you know, uh, (laughs) the the different schools of thought have their different things, whether it's a silicone spatula or a garlic press or a you know back scratcher or a ukulele whatever it is sure. whatever you want to do you build a brand around it and and get good at it and the the why is more important than the how in my uh, world you know the tyranny of how often holds people back so yeah. if you're wise strong enough I think you can get there so yeah. I think those are important lessons any any other uh, notes on there sounds like you may have a
2: uh, no I was just I was just gonna say. Um... Actually, I may have lost my train of thought. What was I going to say? Uh, oh,
0: I was driving the train. Sorry. I
2: lost it. I'm sorry. No, that's on me. <laughs> that's what yeah. happens once you tick over into 40, you know. It's, uh...
0: <laughs> is that what happens? I'll, I'll let you know when I get there. Okay. Uh-oh, spoiler <laughs> alert. Uh, yeah, 48 over here. Um, okay, so uh, how about, you know, you maybe alluded to this earlier that you have no interest in going back to a nine-to-five job, but is there, is there every time where you're just like, uh, I just want to do something different. This is just not for me.
2: Well, I mean, absolutely. I mean, there's times where, I mean, like this morning, you know, I, I've got a little app on my phone that monitors my various servers and at 530 this morning it starts pinging, you know, meh, 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 one of my servers is down. So, you know, it's, that's just an example of where I'm like, son of a, I just want to pick the thing up and chuck it across the room. Uh, you know, this is besides the fact that my daughter had me up from, you know, 3 to 5 a.m. or whatever it was. Um, so yeah, there's definitely some some frustrations. I mean, being an entrepreneur, as you know, is is it's not easy. It's it's actually a lot harder than my previous job in the fact that you know hours worked and brain power used and things like that. But you know, it's just like with anything, uh, you get more you know more kind of not risk, but you know, sort of like that more risk, more reward you know kind of thing where you have you might have more worries because you know you're you're feeding your family and it it's it, uh, you know that that kind of burden lies on your back. You're the one who has to provide. So that's always in the back of your head. Um, but on the flip side, I wouldn't change it for anything because I want to teach my children to, uh, you know, to, to fend for themselves and not have to work a nine to five unless that's what they want to do. But, you know, I want, to, I want them to see a different kind of uh, norm than, than, you know, we're used to seeing in this country and kind of throughout the world, it seems like these days.
0: Yeah, it is. There's clearly a shift into, you know, the idea of, you know, entrepreneurs you know and they, I would say you know 20 30 years ago somebody said they were an entrepreneur that just meant they were out of work uh, <laughs> right. you know, today it's it's taking shape and to, to mean something and particularly in this this day and age of so-called digital nomads or the freedom lifestyle or any of this other stuff everybody can kind of take their own spin and put their own little tweaks to it to make it work for their life sure. and that, that opportunity is historically I think unprecedented honestly yeah. uh, the internet enables this. You know, we're able to create value from anywhere in the world and continue, you know, as long as we're delivering value, we're going to be able to earn an income and be able right. to sustain ourselves. Yep. Um, it's probably equally important to, to not over leverage yourself. I see all of these, um, I don't know, Facebook ads and YouTube ads. Everybody's got a, a Lamborghini. Everybody's got a Ferrari and they are six houses <laughs> and four islands. Right. and. Listen, aspire to whatever you want, but stuff is not the answer, in my opinion, right? No, no, not at all, and that's why it's kind of funny because people are always asking me, like, you
2: know, when you're getting your Lamborghini, I tell the, I tell people, never. Um, if you know, if I get to the point where that's what I want to do, sure, but that's not. I'm more interested in, um, in, in leveraging my money into, you know. Like, like right now we have we have 11 acres and i tell people that's where my lamborghini is it's in you know i that's i invest in uh, i'll be investing in more things like that you know uh you know tangible things things that i can leave to my my kids you know a lamborghini and <laughs> that thing's only going to go for so long and uh you know sometimes those supercars will will hold their value but you know that's if you don't crash it or somebody doesn't key it or you know who knows what it is but uh that's not my that's just not my speed
0: yeah the key for me is whether or not those those particular status symbols are important as mile markers on your journey is secondary to me. The point is quite, uh, and I think Andy and I are on the same page here. Stuff is not the secret, right? It, you're just not going to find what you want by accumulating stuff. Right. And I have friends who are, you know, very wealthy. You know, from you know the the multi millions to the hundreds of millions, even into the billions. And stuff is not the way it's defined as as uh, getting it done. So. Uh, I definitely, I'm with you there hundred percent and just accumulate whatever's important to you. Yeah. Knowledge, whether it's land, you know, I, I do have a friend, he's got a bunch of supercars, probably $30 million worth of supercars. Cool. Great. But that's a different thing than the, is being portrayed on the Facebook, right? Where, well, yeah, that,
2: that's, that's kind of the funny thing is, yeah, it's, you know, you know all to their own. And it, I guess, yeah, I, I kind of share your frustration in the fact that you know, I feel like those people are kind of selling a, a false story, um, you know, and, and kind of giving false hope to people thinking that, uh, you know, take my course, get on Amazon. And, you know, in six months, you're going to be driving a Lamborghini. Um, that That's kind of, to me, yeah, a, l- a little bit frustrating. And that's another reason why people are like, well, why don't you do a course? And I've thought about doing a course, but honestly, probably the main reason that I've stayed away from it. Number one is I just tell people, I'll just help you for free. (laughs) I mean, if I have the time, I'll just, you just ask me, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know what, you know, what I can do. Um, the other reason is, is just that I guess that I feel like that whole market is so tainted. I'm not to say I'll never do it. I'm not saying that I may someday, if I do it though, I guarantee you, it's not going to be $2,000 or any of these crazy amounts that some people are charging. Um, but I just kind of feel like right now it's kind of a tainted market and, and people, especially new people coming on, you know, they, they feel like they're being sold this dream and this, this thing, and then it doesn't pan out. And then, you know, it's this house housewife who said, you know, I just spent my life savings on this course and now I'm stuck. And, you know, I don't want to be, you know, I don't need money that much to put somebody else out. I want to be the other way around. I want to, you know, be the person who's, who helps them for free who says, Hey, do this. And then I hear back from them a couple of months later It said, hey, I did that. My Amazon business now make it two grand a month. I want to be that person. I want to you know, make sure that they're, uh, you know, I'm helping them, not the other way around.
0: You know, I want to say a very special thanks to our sponsors out there who contribute all the money that helps produce the show. Believe it or not, it's very costly to produce, uh, do all the pre-production, post-production stuff for a podcast. So here's one of our sponsors right now.
1: Catalyst88 was developed to help entrepreneurs achieve their short and long-term goals in e-commerce markets by utilizing the power of shared entrepreneurial wisdom. Entrepreneurship is nothing if not lessons to be learned. Learn from others. Learn from us. I guarantee that we will learn from you. Visit Catalyst88.com because your success is our success. A giddy up. You're listening to the Awesomers Podcast.
0: Well, and... Without regard to whether it's related to Amazon training or otherwise, you know, watch out for the charlatans. There's a ton of them. There's also some very good people out there as well. But yeah, the absolutely. charlatans are are preying on entrepreneurs. I despise that kind of mentality, and I've exposed prior cases of where. You know, people were going from town to town selling this uh, uh, craziness, and, and they were completely fraud, and uh, luckily yeah. the government's caught up to them. So yeah. just be, buyer beware, as always, uh, caveat emptor, if you prefer the Latin. Um, <laughs> okay, so how about, was there any uh, best day that you can point to, Andy, along the journey? Maybe you hit a milestone, or but you, you just stepped back for a minute, and you, you looked and said, now that, that was a pretty good day um actually it came pretty early on
2: uh kind of in my 20s when you know i was talking about how i was doing the dating websites well you know as a kid growing up kind of being this geeky kid who was always into computers taking them apart putting them back together uh you know trying to write my own software all you know running my own bbs you know all these kind of crazy things that if you're if you're young you don't know what even what that is um but uh yeah, there was a, a point where my dating website got mentioned on wired.com and to me that was pretty awesome and and uh, yeah. some of my other companies have been on like Mashable and things like that you know just it, it's kind of uh, as an entrepreneur you know to, to see even those small things is, is just kind of awesome just because as growing up as a kid you know that it was kind of like oh this I, I get to see this entrepreneur on wired wow that guy's cool you know so that was kind of a a, a neat kind of moment for me um, I would say yeah um, sure yeah. Uh, the, the other, I would say the other one was actually fairly recently is, is, um, is somebody, I can't remember the exact comment, but somebody who's just on Facebook commented said, Hey, thank you so much. Uh, you've given, you know, so many people so much value for free. Like I really appreciate that. Just like that little bit of gratitude uh, also is, is, uh, awesome because uh, it kind of relights my fire.
0: Yeah, no, I understand that very, uh, very much. Uh, so first of all, uh, I, I enjoy the fact that you have so many milestones, uh, so some of which you've uh, alluded to without taking the victory lap, uh, much-deserved victory lap, 100,000 users on you know, your dating thing, a million downloads on another thing, right? I mean, all of these things are great milestones. So I love that you have a big menu to choose from. So that's very cool. Um, how about any tool that you use day-to-day in any part of your life that helps you manage or helps you get by that you care to share with the folks? Well,
2: yeah, because, because most of my workforce is uh, remote, uh, I use Skype a ton, um, I also dabble. I've, I've kind of jumped between the two, um, and I haven't quite decided yet. Uh, but there's a there's a, a software called Airtable, and uh, Trello is another one, which is kind of a um, you know getting things done. Kind of you slide things around when stuff gets done. Kind of a to do visual to do list type thing. Um, those are some tools I use a lot. Um, yeah, I can't really pinpoint an exact one, but I'd say those are those are ones that I yeah, use. Yeah, I daily. think that's
0: plenty. Uh, yeah. I think there's a lot of people looking at you know if they should use Airtable and and how it would you know be adopted and so forth. But uh, definitely Trello is a common uh, referenced. Yeah. Uh, Trello
2: is kind of the easier one of the two. It's it's much easier to set up and get going on. Airtable is more powerful, but it also it's one of those things where it takes a lot longer to set up. So it's uh, you do you want to take the time to set it up and then you know, maybe benefit in the long run because it's a little more organized in Trello or do you want to do the quick and dirty Trello and, and, you know, get through it. So it's, yeah, it's kind of, I'm still, I'm
0: still on the fence. I, I, I can't decide which one to, uh, to adopt. All right. Well, we're on pins and needles. Can't wait to figure out how that one uh, turns out. Uh, go ahead and pull out your crystal ball for me, if you will, Andy, and let's talk about the future for a minute. Uh, how do you see the, the, I don't know, e-commerce world, the, the Amazon marketplace world, how is that going to change? Uh, let's say you're five years ahead. What can you tell us as occurred yeah. between today we're yeah. talking and five years from now?
2: Um, well, I think there's going to be a lot of consolidation. I think that, uh, five years from now being a small, uh, mom and top, mom and pop type operation on Amazon is going to be, uh, either extremely hard or, or, uh, just not exist, non-existent anymore. Um, I think that, um, the people who are going to kind of survive and and get through are the people who, as you were talking about before, build, build a brand, not a business. Uh, so, you know, like a lot of people are like kind of chasing the latest thing or whatever, the fidget spinners and things like that. You're, you're never going to do anything with that. I always tell people, a lot of people say, I'm going to start my Amazon business. What's the first thing I do? And a lot of people think I, you know, go get a product or I, I say, no, get brand registry. That's the first thing you should ever do. Get that trademark filed because number one, it's gonna protect your 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 brand, but number two, it's gonna drive you to 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 use that brand. And you just spent four or five hundred bucks getting that trademark. So it kind of gives you some skin in the game to make sure that you follow through on that trademark. You've got this trademark now. You know, if it's sitting there, it's gonna grind on you. Um so um, you know, I definitely think that uh, there's gonna be a lot of consolidation. I think that, you know, probably even in the next couple of years, I think a million dollars in revenue a year is kind of going to kind of be like the, the minimum that you're going to be able to, 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 uh, be able to survive. That's on amazon.com now on, on the, uh, on the uh, forum platforms on, you know, in the UK and Australia and all these new platforms are launching. That's actually where there's a lot of opportunity right now. It's a little more red tape and, and, you know, a lot more to learn, but I think that's uh, where, you know, people starting out like a, I had a client in Australia come to me recently and, and I did some work for him and, um, he said, well, you know, what should I be doing next? What should I source next for amazon.com? I said, nothing, go to, go to Australia. That's where you're in the homeland of where the new opportunity is that go all in on Australia, forget the U.S. I S I wouldn't even bother with the U S you know, so that's kind of where I see that. I also think that um, the businesses and the people that um, kind of um, Put their arms around the fact that if you try to do everything manually and you don't use any type of tools or automation um, and you don't, you don't know, you know, if you don't do those things, your competitors are. So if you're not using those tools or those things that are going to help you, um, you know, optimize your business, either, you know, semi-manually or automatically, then, you're going to lose to the guys who are using that automation computer beats us every time. You know I mean? there's, there's only so much we can do in a day. If you have a, a a piece of software or an algorithm that's churning day after day, it still works while you're asleep. So that's kind of where, um, you know, people really need to think about that. That's why it's kind of like, you know, the, the selling point for, for our tools. It's, you know, it's always like people are like, Oh, I have this tool or that tool. I, I don't want to spend the money. And I go, my tool will probably pay for itself within the first couple of days. And that's what people, a lot of times when, you know, people have that anxiety about, about and it doesn't have to be my tool, I'm talking about any tool for your business. They don't want to put the money out, but what you, have, you have to do the math, do the math and say, if I use this tool, how much money is it going to save me or make me? And if it beats out what I pay for it every month, it's a no
0: brainer. Yeah, it is. I think that's very sage wisdom and good advice. The, the reality is, you know, especially when you're starting out, there, there's more of a scarcity mindset, right? Every every single dollar counts. But right. I can't tell you how many conversations I've had over twenty-five dollar, or fifty dollar, you know, two hundred dollar a month, th- this or that, and people are just they're you know they're wringing their hands and they're up in arms about it, and and I just it, for me it's it's maddening because it either has a return on investment or it doesn't. Right. It doesn't matter how much. I don't care about ten thousand a month. Right. I was just looking at a deal. Uh, just uh, this past week, where we would spend 10000 a month on just this one tiny marketing resource. And the only thing I cared about was, will it have a positive return on investment or not? Right. That should be and, your only, yeah, that should be your only question. Yep. Yeah, that, that metric meeting. is a metric that is often overlooked. And uh, by the way, I should uh, I should mention that, in fact, uh, ROI is a number, everybody. Uh, often in meetings, I'll show up and people go, oh, that was a really good ROI, or that was a bad ROI. And I'm like, no, no, no. Just tell me the number. I don't want good, bad. I'll decide if it was good or bad. That's exactly right. Number. Give yeah, me the so, data. Yeah, that's right. So I'm a I'm a hardcore guy that way. So uh, listen, Andy, I love uh, what you're doing, and we're gonna make sure again we have the links in the show notes and everything. Uh, any final words of wisdom you care to lay on the awesomers out there listening? Uh, no, not real well. Yeah, okay. The the
2: <laughs> I like to talk, as you can see. Once you get me going, I, I'm passionate about this stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, just in closing. Like I kind of you know just to reiterate what I said before is is uh, you know if, if you believe in something and uh, it's something you enjoy then stick with it and uh, yeah and just and just don't listen to the the the, the thing in your head that uh, that fear or that you know that that stuff in your head that's telling you not to do something uh, you know the people who usually end up uh, you know past the finish line are the people who are taking the risks everything's going to be a risk um, you know and, and that's another thing I've tried to teach myself recently is that you know worry is a wasted, uh, worry is a wasted thing. Worrying about things does nothing for you. If you worried about something, you know, it's like in the middle of the night, sometimes I'm, I, you know, like last night I was up worrying about, I can't remember what it was. And I just ended up saying, you know what, forget it. I'm going to pick up my phone. I'm going to take care of it this second. And then I'm done with it. And, you know, worrying about it, just going to have me laying in
0: bed all night doing nothing, you know,
2: take action on, on stuff. Uh, you know, that's kind of the, the closing argument, I guess.
0: I think it's a good argument, uh, indeed. And if I could, if I could task my own brain to go find that little naggy voice that keeps telling me what I can and can't do, I would have the rest of my uh, inner emotions go beat the crap out of that one because uh, yeah, even me today, after 30 years of experience, I will still get that little naggy voice going, eh, are you sure you can do that? Maybe the last, uh, you know, two, three or five or 10 or 20 companies that you did, yeah, you just got lucky, right? And I would just like to beat the crap out of that voice, yep. But I, you know, it just still happens. So everybody understand that, you know, I don't think it goes away. It certainly hasn't gone away for me, uh, but we just have to push through. I don't know, you know, if my next thing or this thing or that thing will work, but I don't care. It either works or it doesn't and, and we let the chips fall where they may. So good advice. Beat that, beat that voice into submission. I love it. Uh, thank you again, Andy. I appreciate you coming on and joining us today. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. It was great to be here. Certainly a pleasure to have you. Uh, Awesomeers listening out there, wherever you are, we'll be right back
1: after this. Hey Amazon Marketplace Professionals, this is Parsimony ERP, and we get one question over and over. Can you please tell me exactly what Parsimony does? Well, we'll try, but this is only a 30-second spot, so we're going to have to hurry. Connect to your Seller Central account and pull all the new orders.
2: Enter the orders with all customer data. Enter all of the Amazon fees and charges. Store them at the item level. Generate profit and loss reports at the SKU level. Automatically generate income statements. Handle multiple companies. Handle multiple brands. Handle multiple currencies. Facilitate budgets and forecasts. Store all customer interactions in a sophisticated CRM system.
1: Manage your supply chain. Project and task management. Maintain an audit log. Hey, you get it. That's parsimony, P-A-R-S-I-M-O-N-Y.com, parsimony.com. We've got that. You're listening to The Awesomers Podcast. Oh,
0: another great episode with Andy. Um, This is part three of that three-part series with Andy Arnott. And, you know, Andy's uh, a very good example of an entrepreneur who just kept going and going and going until something got traction, and uh, even though I almost had to check his uh, Gen X paperwork uh, at one point during this series, uh, it turns out he is uh, a Gen X. And so we, we validate that. But regardless of your generation, whether you're Gen X or uh, millennials or even Gen Z or even the so-called greatest generation, Um, hashtag, I think they did their own copywriting. Uh, It doesn't matter, boomers or otherwise, there's lessons in every one of these episodes. And I certainly took several very good takeaways from Andy's experiences and his history, and we really appreciate him sharing those. So I hope that you guys have gotten something out of this episode and and each of those beforehand. And I wanna remind you, this is again, the last of the three part series with Andy, episode number 85 of the Awesomers podcast series. And all you have to do, run on over to awesomers.com slash 85, and you can find today's show notes and relevant details, and any links that we may have talked about, especially links that are important to get to some of Andy's businesses. Well, we've done it again, everybody. We have another episode of the Osmer's podcast ready for the world. Thank you for joining us, and we hope that you've enjoyed our program today. Now's a good time to take a moment to subscribe, like, and share this podcast. Heck, you could even leave a a review if you wanted. Awesomers around you will appreciate your help. It's only with your participation and sharing that we'll be able to achieve our goals. Our success is literally in your hands. Thank you again for joining us. We are at your service. Find out more about me, Steve Simonson, our guest team, and all the other Awesomers involved at awesomers.com. Thank you again. I'll see you next time. i com-